Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented as always by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, boatload of podcasts. What is it, 10 a week that we put out for you? Ross Tucker football podcast is daily, so that's five, Monday through Friday. We got a college draft on Monday, typically that's six, even money on Tuesday, seven. Fantasy Feast Part 1 on Wednesday, 8. Fantasy Feast Part 2 on Thursday, 9. And then, of course, Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports. So we got you 10 podcasts each week. By the way, I am accepting all submissions for free Madden codes this week. All you have to do is listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast or watch at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and then rate and review any of the shows. Really, the more the merrier. It's simple to do. Screenshot it. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, which is awesome. And then you can also just take advantage of any of our sponsors that you hear on this show or others, or subscribe to YouTube.com slash NFL and make a comment. Comment with the console of your choice. To get a free Madden this week, it is that easy. It's also very easy, actually, to have three podcasts for the price of one, price being nothing. You just get Emory Hunt at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, the best draft guide I'm aware of, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. He's the guy that already told me before the show that the XFL draft is tomorrow. Nobody else on the Galaxy even knows that, except for Emery. Emery, what does that mean, by the way? Where are they drafting people from? Are they drafting guys that like got cut from uh, NFL teams that are available now? No, what, what happens tomorrow or throughout is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is the draft. Um, they've had these showcases across the, the country. I've gone to the one at Maryland, at the University of Maryland. Um, this was back in, I want to say, May. I went to I went to the first one. And also, so they, they've accumulated 1,700 players that have, that have been to these workouts. They've invited uh, maybe 750 for the draft, and they're going to draft about 400 out of, the, out of that 1,700 and 750. So they were able to whittle it down. And then they'll have a supplemental draft, uh, I want to say a month before the season, which is in February. So they'll have that in January. Well, they'll draft another 75 guys. And that's probably going to be a lot of the guys that, are, you know, trying to sign futures deals and um, just maybe just got released and trying to decide, should I take the future deal or jump into the XFL? That's why that supplemental draft is going to be key. But this focus here, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 
are from guys that were in the last three draft classes, more so 2022 than 2021 and less from 2020. So that three years removed from college football is where their focus is. So that's what we're going to see. Tomorrow is all quarterbacks. So we'll get the quarterback announcements tomorrow, and then we'll have every other position drafted on Wednesday, specialists, and some others drafted on Thursday. That's awesome, man. That's very cool. I, I, You know what's amazing about those drafts? How many guys you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you forget. You see the names of these guys. You're like, oh, I forgot that. Like, you, first of all, you forget they're not in the NFL. Right. Then you forget about them. But these are like star college players. Like, unbelievable. I, and I know this is like – these are like star college players that tough to make. It's tough to be in the NFL, man. It's tough to be one of the 1800 best in the world and be in the NFL. And some of these guys just needed a second shot, need a second opportunity. Why are you Emery? Like you love these other leagues and you love these guys getting another opportunity. Why is that? Is it personal for you? Like, did you want a shot and you didn't get one? Like I've never really asked you, why it's so important to you, why you love these other leagues so much. You know, that's a great question, Ross. And and it's it's multi-layered. For me, because my career was cut short, I understand the value of embracing and we all had this as football players where, you know, you can't you kind of take football for granted. You know, some guys are maybe a little bit more aware of how finite your time is playing ball, but we all think we're gonna play forever. And when it's cut short in my case because of injury and you can't play and it's like it's it's hard and so you see it from that end hey man i want to play as much football as i can and then you see it from the other end where guys that i played with uh teammates of mine and you're like man this dude was ice water and obviously the nfl you know that's a it's a business first so there's guys that's going to fall through the cracks but then i'll watch some of my guys go up to the cfl and become hall of famers fred stamps Kyrie's a bear uh, Donovan Morgan is an, uh, an arena football league hall of famer and also had some time in the NFL as well. So all three guys I knew were just legit studs, but just didn't have that NFL opportunity. And so, and we were, when they were coming out and through our time, it was just NFL Europe, which was on his last leg. So now you see XFL and USFL, and even now the European league of American football over there, the ELF, it's also an opportunity for these guys to continue to play, you know, just play football professionally. It's one of the only sports uh, that doesn't have the, the the things that basketball has or baseball has. We could have a career in the minor leagues, you know, albeit not as profitable, but at least you still can play competitive high level baseball. Um, and then the other side of it from the, from the personal side of the business side of it is advantageous for someone like me or someone like you, Hey man, we know what type of deal it is at the NFL and trying to be a GM or trying to be the the the, the scout or whatnot. You want to make sure people understand. That, hey man, this dude can identify talents. So if I'm a draft evaluator or you know analyst, a draft analyst, and I say, hey, PJ Walker was my um he was my sixth rated uh, my fourth rated quarterback in that 2017 draft. I had it, Mahomes, Watson, Kaiser. P.J. Walker, and then Trubisky was like number 10 or something like that, right? So people thought I was crazy because I had P.J. Walker high. But 
with leagues like this, you see PJ Walker finally get an opportunity to play extensively without having to worry about getting pulled to the side or cut, you know, on the Monday after the game because he's on the practice squad, gets a chance to play extended minutes in the XFL, and he was a league MVP. So you go back to your scouting report, like I was not wrong on my scouting report. And when you see guys get these opportunities, it's like this is also validates you. This also validates you as a as an analyst. Like, man, you said this guy can do X, Y, and Z. He's out here doing X, Y, and Z, regardless of the league or the situation. So it's twofold. It's personal and it's also business personal. And that's why I'm so all in on these leagues. And yes, I want a GM job because I know I'm a good evaluator of talent. I want to be on, you know, I want to pull a Jeff Saturday. I'm rooting for Jeff Saturday. I rooted for Mike Mayock. I want those guys to succeed because of the different paths of getting to that opportunity. I want that opportunity. That's why I'm all in on all of these alternate leagues. It's personal, but it's also selfish reasons as well. I love it. I love it, Emery. Uh, this podcast is three podcasts in one because we talk about some of the biggest college games. So it's a college football podcast. We obviously talk about the top prospects in those games, college draft podcast. And then how about picking the games against the spreads? We get a little springing a little betting for you. How about Illinois at Michigan on Saturday, Emery? Illinois is getting 17 points on the road. And you like, or at least you want to talk about, two tight ends named Luke in this game. Was that intentional? Unintentional, but why not, right? Because you got two tight ends in the Big Ten named Luke, and they both play integral roles to the team's run game. Luke Ford transferred in from Georgia. He's someone that does a solid job in, in the blocking department on whams, your kickout blocks, you know, he's more of your H-back. Um, he gives them an opportunity to, to spring the long run. They use a lot of different tight ends, and, and Luke is one of them. He's also on the Shrine Bowl 1000 list. I think you're on the Shrine Bowl 1000 list too, uh, Ross. They have over 1,000 people listed on the damn um, watch list. Like, they, that's the watch list of all watch lists, but he's on it. And for guys like him and, and the other one, Luke uh, Schumacher, who's more of the receiver type, but also an inline guy. Both of guys about 6'5", 250. They fit that prototype of the tight end. I feel like Schoenmacher is a is more of the um, Dalton Schultz type. You know, he could block. He's a good, you know, short area receiver, nice little seam guy, uh, solid hands. Um, but I think in the blocking department, he also helps springs, spring the run game as well. So you see two backs in this game, Corum. And uh, I forgot the back for Illinois, but he's Chase Brown. Chase Brown. And you see both guys able to not only break it running down Main Street, but also able to bounce it outside. Well, you don't get to bounce outside if you're not getting good seal blocks, good kickout blocks from your tight ends. So both guys can block. That's a that's a plus. But when you talk about them uh, spinning them forward in the all-star game setting, it's a chance for Ford um, to showcase that. Just like we saw last year in the Shrine game, uh, this guy just caught a touchdown for the Houston Texans. Um, Keegan Quitoriano uh, from Oregon State was more of a blocker for the Beavers. And when I interviewed him at the Shrine game, he was like, man, I want to show people I can catch. It's like, just because I wasn't asked to do it at Oregon State doesn't mean I can't. And he was out there having a really good week of work catching the football. He just had a touchdown last week against the Eagles uh, for the Houston Texans. So that's why I wanted to spotlight those two tight ends because you may not see the wild numbers. We talk about Bowers of Georgia, but these guys also – you know, do a good job in line, but could be va- valuable assets in the passing game at the pro level. 17 points 
That's a lot of points, but Michigan's pretty good, Emery. What are you doing? It's great to see Michigan look like the Michigan we grew up watching, right, where they just dominant, in dominant ways that Michigan tends to dominate. And I know Illinois is the, is the, Illinois is the leader of the Big Ten West. Um, you know, shout out to the Illini. Shout out to the one Illini fan. Uh, two, I know two Illini fans. Uh, Tom Fornelli, who I work with at CBS Sports, um, and this guy I met down in, in uh, New Orleans. I forgot his name, um, but he was the one that was standing by our booth that was all about the Illini. He was like locked into Illinois watching Michigan State and was crushed when they lost. So I know two Illini fans, uh, but ladies points with Michigan easily. You know, it's funny. Two things. One is tight end. If I could be any position, I think it'd be tight end. I, I, I just think like 6'6", 250 with a V, you get to catch passes, but you also get to block. Like that is, a, ironically, that's kind of what my, uh, you know, I'm like 6'4 and a half, 252 this morning, but I don't look like those guys look. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a differently proportioned 6'4 and a half, 252 than those guys are these days, but love tight ends. Um, and what else did I say? Michigan, Illini, lay those points. I can't old remember. Michigan. It'll come to me. Yeah. What, what's that? Old school Michigan. We talked about that. Michigan State. Like, no, you know what it is? It's beer. Football season <laughs> means it's the bat blue light season. No better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt blue light in your hand. Stock up, be the MVP of your tailgate, share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York. I know I was going to say, Emory, when I think the fighting Illini, when I think Illinois, I still think about the mid 80s basketball team when they had like Nick Anderson, Kenny Battle, Stephen Bardo. Like they had an awesome team. And I was like, I don't know, for some reason, watching NCAA tournament, that was like my squad that year. I just decided. <laughs> I love that group of uh, Illinois basketball. They they choked. They lost to somebody, but they had an awesome, awesome team. They were low. They were all like six five. Oh, Kendall Gill. Right. Kendall Gill was on that team. I mean, they were all good, man. They were like six five to six seven. Could dunk and stuff. That's what I was gonna say. All right. How about next up? Let's go USC at UCLA. Bad loss for the Bruins on Saturday night. To Arizona, I thought Arizona came out. I watched a bunch of that game on the plane. I was flying back from Denver after doing Air Force New Mexico, and I watched that Arizona UCLA game. That was not a fluke. Arizona came out and took it to them and played very, very well. Now the Bruins are catching two points at home. Close spread between USC and UCLA. We've got a wide receiver for USC not named Jordan Addison. 
Terrell Bynum, and a center for UCLA named Duke Clemens. Now, here's the thing. I'm not shocked at Arizona beating UCLA because if you watch uh, CBS Sports HQ and, you know, Sportsline, you know, in the preseason, Ross, the over for Arizona's uh, win total was two and a half. Somebody on this show said, take the over. Jaden DeLorean changes that team. The recruiting class changes that team. So for me, I am not shocked. But we're here to talk about Terrell Bynum, right? So I think he's more of a um, possession guy. You know, maybe not have the top-end speed, but finds, you know, these voids in the zone, able to settle down, uh, gets upfield quickly. You know, one of those dependable guys, probably a wide receiver four at the next level. And But again, when you have all of the talent that they have at USC, you could get buried on the depth chart. Now, he's bounced around a little bit. You know, he's played at Washington for a long time, transferred to USC, and is still working himself within the depth chart. But that's why these all-star games, and you know, is this a Shrine Game-specific uh, comment because he's on the, the watch list or whatnot? You know, this is why going to an all-star game is important for guys uh, in the draft process. Don't turn down any invitation. I don't care what your agent says. Go to an all-star game, whichever one it is, whichever one you get invited to, go to. It's a chance to showcase skills that you may not be able to showcase on um, on, on, in your, on your team, in, in your regular offense. So I think he's a possession guy. But again, like I said, he has a chance to go to the all-star game and perhaps showcase that he could be a deep threat or can you know win tight one-on-one coverage. But right now I see him as a possession guy, which is fine because you need that at the NFL level. And Duke Clemens is someone um, who played guard. And a lot of times you see his guard skill set show up at center, which is good. He got really good footwork, uh, climbs to the second level rather well. Uh, and, and, you know, so you can really get creative in how you utilize him in your run game. You can pull him. Uh, anytime you have a center that can pull, that's a great thing. So I feel like he, the recognition is a little bit late in terms of twists and stunts. But that's something with more reps he can get um, acclimated with. USC laying two. What are you going to do? USC is 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 essentially Pac-12 after dark. They they play some wild games. I'm laying these two points with USC. I just think they have too much firepower. It's going to be hard without Die. Die got carted off last weekend, which is hard to see because this dude was like tremendous and he transferred to you know to USC. But even without Die, I think that's why this spread is what it is. They think you know the run game is going to lack. I'm pretty sure you could get Caleb Williams's ability to supersede some of that uh, and take some of the pressure off whoever's going to step up at tailback next. But I like USC to win this one. Yeah, I felt bad for, for die really bad for die. I also watched the end of that Arizona Washington, I mean, uh, Oregon Washington game, which was a wild game as well. I enjoyed watching the West coast games mm-hmm. flying back from Denver. Uh, both those games were big time games. All right. How about, are, are you a first class guy? No, I wish. Yeah, no, that none of my employers fly me first class. I'm not at that level, I guess. Well, every yeah. once in a while I get bumped up on uh American because I fly it so much, but no, unfortunately, I am I am not. We gotta talk, I gotta toss my weight around, get you get you up 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 to speed in first class, man. Like you're too tall to be sitting in storage. Oh man, it's uh 
It's rough, but that's dude. I'm a, I'm a grunt. I'm an O lineman. I'm a grunt. <laughs> I will say this: I was supposed to have a middle seat. That would not have worked oh, out oh, well no, for anybody. No way. <laughs> and United, I don't even have like the extra two inches of room. I mean, I'm a big person uh, to be in some of those seats. All right. How about the raging Cajuns? Your boys at Florida State, and there's a couple corners you like in this game. Louisiana has a cornerback, Eric. Is it Gar? Gar. Gar. And FSU corner, Akeem Dent. How many guys did Louisiana lose when uh, Napier left? Bro, listen. I'm going to name off the pro prospects, right? Osiris Torrance, guard, starting guard, NFL prospect, first rounder at Florida. Running back, uh, Johnson. Another one, you know, starting running back at Florida. Kyron Lacey. Reserve wide receiver right now at LSU. Uh, Makai Gardner, starting corner at LSU, NFL prospect, friend first rounder. Imani Bailey, tailback. Now he's a reserve tailback at TCU, but he was someone that was going to be a star at UL. So that's five right there. You know what I'm saying? So you add those five to this team. Team's playing a hell of a lot better than, than they are this season. So credit to Michael Desimo, the head coach, for getting the best out this out this bunch. But Gar. Uh, it's someone that, that stayed and and what i like about him he's a nickel corner he can mirror and match and the reason why he can mirror and match rather well is because he's also an elite punt returner and when you return punts that tells you all you need to know about a guy's footwork and so he has a couple of punt return touchdowns he has the ability to take a, a interception back the opposite way he's someone that does a great job in, in really sticking into the hip pocket of a receiver playing press Without, you know, with his feet more so than his hands, but also can attack the ball, drive on it and do great things with it in his hands. So he's going to be someone that can make an impact day one as a core special teamer, more so punt return than kickoff return. But he can also do that, in my opinion, as well. Dent is someone that could be seen, depending on which defense you go to, some may see him as a corner, some may see him as a safety. I like him more as that combo guy. So I'm probably probably going to grade him out as a combo safety. Someone that can you can trust versus tight ends, um, big physical wide receivers that kind of play inside. You love him there. You love how he is able to plant and accelerate to drive on a receiver on a on a crossing route. He can drive on a ball or break it up. If he had you know much better hands, he probably would have forty eight interceptions, uh, you know, on his career. But he tends to drop a lot of them. But you love the fact that it's a pass breakup. You know, it's still a stat. So I think for someone like him. Uh, being a versatile player on the back end with the right mentality and the right type of ball awareness, um, that's huge. And he, he has a size, height, weight, speed uh, profile that they're going to like. He's going to be someone that's going to go on a ton of attention as we move through the process. Louisiana is getting 24 big ones, Emory. They used to like beat FSU. They used to be as good as FSU. Now they're getting 24 points. I know, you know what you have to do. I have to, right? Because I kind of backed myself into a corner um, on, on CBS when it was like, they, they brought me on last Friday and talked about the Georgia Southern winner. And I was like, yeah, you know, one win away from bowl eligibility. I don't care who has next on the schedule. Cajun's going to win. He was like, well, you got Florida State next. I was like, damn, I already jumped in the water. My hook, <laughs> my hook keeps swimming. So I said, yeah, we'll beat Florida State. So I'm going to say, Take the Cajuns in the points here. 24 and a half seems like a lot. 
Cajuns have a very solid defense. Um, it's the offense that you worry about, you know, consistency wise. I think Florida State may overlook the Cajuns here and, um, you know, may struggle early and then take control late. So I'm going to take the Cajuns in the points. I think the Cajuns at worst will cover this spread. Now, if they do upset Florida State, you won't be able to shut me up. Really? On any platform. <laughs> we we shall see. Look, we can watch that game on Sling. Sling's the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment. Best live TV content all in one place. Here's the key at the lowest price. In fact, you can watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue, add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular 46, now only 23. You get the best deal on it, Red Zone. So you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Last but not least, Emery. We got a D2 playoff matchup. I love it. I love that we're starting the D2, D3 playoffs. Got another week before the FCS playoffs. Shepard and New Haven. Got a couple of quarterbacks that jumped out yet. Tyson Bedgen and Connor Degenhart. Yeah, Tyson is someone that has been on the senior bowl radar for, for quite some time. Um, and quite has kept both of these programs are FCS programs in disguise. I know New Haven has already explored the uh, possibility of moving up like Stonehill just did uh, to the Northeast 10, um, to the NEC, from the Northeast 10 to the NEC, the Northeast Conference. So they already play D1 type football. So it wouldn't be surprised to see New Haven jump in either next year or in 2025 or 2024. Um, cause, but they're, they're already exploring. They do a lot of things. D1, they're already making moves and inquiries and they have a conference that they can go to. And Stonehill has already jumped in after Mary Mac jumped in two years ago. So be, be on a lookout for new Haven. Um, but Tyson is someone that, you know, he's good short area accuracy. He's a timing based passer, rhythmic guy. So the ball comes out once he hits it back foot, boom, it's out is especially when you're talking about the shorter areas of the field, short to short to intermediate. Um, he's good in that area. Um, deep ball, you know, doesn't have necessarily the arm strength to really drive it deep down the field. But if you're talking timing-based passing, um, he has that good athlete. But I think Degenhardt is a better athlete uh, for a taller guy. Degenhardt is like 6'5". And he was a Holy Cross guy, transferred to New Haven to get more reps. I thought he was going to come out last year, but he stayed, got that extra year, stayed, and it's playing really good football. He's someone that doesn't have a problem turning his back to the defense, throwing well on the move. Um, he's not afraid to make the tough throw, and he's able to make some of these tight window throws. Uh, his deep ball is a little bit questionable. It tends to hang up in there a little bit, but his intermediate passing game, I think, is better than uh, Bajent's passing game. But I do like Dagenhart's progression. You know, He's got significantly better since he's he jumped from Holy Cross to, to New Haven, got two years of consistent play. And I'm not worried about the level of competition uh, because I know the NE10 is is really good. You got Assumption out there. You got you had Stonehill last year. You had Merrimack a couple of years ago, even though he was still at Holy Cross. But he also played in the FCS Patriot League when the Patriot League was, you know, three to four teams strong. 
uh, with Colgate, Fordham, Lehigh, and, and, and uh, Holy Cross. Uh, so I, I like both quarterbacks, and this is going to be a fantastic game because I know the NFL scouts will be watching. Love it. Love doing the show with Emery. Check him out on social at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. Of course, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guys. How you sign up for the draft guide? I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod on social. Remember, rate and review the show right now. Screenshot it. Send it to me, Ross at Ross Tucker.com if you want a Madden code for the holidays. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.